Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by Mike Gatting, former England cricket captain. Yes, he's Who's coming out of retirement. That's right. For a good cause. Very good cause. So he was on good form. We took him back to that ball of the century as well, as you'll hear. Uh, Martin Kellner was uh, on good form as well, telling us about some uh, sport on TV. The non-sporting TV, as always, was covered by Brighton supporting Mike Ward. And we had a bit of a chat about various things as well. So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, afternoon, everybody. The thing is about Dortmund, when they go for a play, if I was in a big club, I'd be going, right, we've got to go and try and get him. So why wait for him to go to Dortmund and then pay three times the price when he's been successful at yeah. Dortmund? So on the basis, as soon as a player are interested in Dortmund, you should buy them then because all you're going to do is spend three times as much buying them from Dortmund in 18 months' time. Do you know what? I'd like to say that's nonsense, <laughs> but you mu- there may be something in it. If Sancho, you- yeah. Haaland, look yeah. what they do, Bellingham. Yeah. They do it all the time. I mean, right, they just they turn them over. They They're flick brilliant. them, don't they? It's like, yeah. a, what a business they've got going there. It's amazing. They get a tune out of them as strange well. Strange thing last night. I was watching the uh, second half of the United game. We came, came in at half-time and, for the analysis, and uh, Jake uh, Humphreys and Owen Hargreaves were chatting, and Owen... Hargreaves, a funny thing, he started going, I wrote it down because he went, you played so good, Jake, in that first half. The thing is, Jake, one of the two, Jake, has to pick him up. You're thinking, you know, we are all watching as well. It's not just Jake. (laughs) (laughs) Felt a bit excluded, did you? Very, very odd. Maybe there's a Jake clause in the contract. You've got to say the word Jake (laughs) so many times during the match. Watching uh, Cavani last night, though, I mean, the difference between him and Werner, it's incredible. When that ball came to him, he was already eyeing. I could see he's already eyeing yeah. up the corner. He doesn't just hit it straight oh, to the well, you keeper. Know, one, one is relatively inexperienced, and one is a seasoned, finished article. I mean, in his time, Cavani's been one of the best players in the world. You can't compare everybody. But he's got world class pace and movement, Werner. He gets in fantastic yeah. position. He's well, like a Sunday morning he, finisher. I told you, he, he's playing all the right notes, but not necessarily in the right order. <laughs> That's a, what's going on it's there. It's a strange mix, but I mean, he's, he affects games. There's no yeah. question about that. But, you know, sometimes. I he, think we may Max were talking about him yesterday I think he's going to come good I think he'll be one of those players that you'll be surprised yeah. you'll look back and say well bit of a duff first season but blimey what a player he's become I, I quite like the Lukaku back to Chelsea rumours um, I'd be interested 
they know, aren't they? Inter- are they? Apparently they're mm. saying he's not going anywhere, but you know, clubs say that all well, the time. Well, they always do, yeah. Spend, spend on the money. Yeah, it depends on the money. But I don't, I don't know. There's a bloke on the Chelsea website. He's not having Lukaku at any cost. Every time he's th- going to possibly j- rejoin Chelsea, there's a, he just k- kicks off this fella. But I think he's got something about him. And oh, I think yeah, he's, not you know, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's had a great season. Um, Felipe Coutinho for um, Everton is the story today. And the Isn't papers tell us... Goods, they Sounds like it to me. I'm well, not, I'm not that, convinced. He was decent at Bayern, wasn't he? He did pretty well at Bayern when he went there on loan. And, mm-hmm. and no, it's a good player for Everton. To no, pick it's a good player. If they can. Yeah, yeah. And um, But the, the word is that he's already been house hunting or the club. See, this is mm. the thing now. There was a time that that rumour we always got on transfer deadline day where somebody would contact TalkSport and then they'd say, yeah, well, I've just he, seen... He'll have Wijnaldum's house or something or have his he old will. house that he had in Liverpool when he was there. You, you know, think he's, you know, he's kept it? You know all these things. Well, You're an estate know. agent in the Liverpool <laughs> area, right? But, I mean... <laughs> there must have been a time when people mm. really did look in estate agents' windows. Not just that infamous time when Wayne Rooney and Alan Stubbs did, and they were written off as scallies on the King's Road by the, <laughs> the Chelsea set, who they could have probably bought and sold the place twice over. But um, anyway, um, if you have spotted people in that environment, please do let us know, because you're never going to see that, because the clubs handle it all. They have liaison people to smooth that particular passage, yeah. to make it nice and simple. And something else might get the listeners going, on is a bit of etiquette um we, we we've been talking a lot about about golf and the way to get more young people playing mm. and even the pga andy have been saying that you know if you want to get younger players playing you've got to let things that younger people do like let them use their mobile phones um on the course if mm. they want to not constantly but let them take them out there because a lot of clubs the old colonels they ban them from taking but the whole them round out. on tiktok and film it in the last, <laughs> yeah. like, 30 seconds. I suppose you could do that. But, you know, worry, worrying about the length of socks, you know, worry about the, your membership and whether you can sustain That's what you do. That's always been a lot of nonsense. Yeah. Stuff. And they're banning T-shirts and trainers. I mean, some, you know, I mean, should... But is there a point? I mean, if you've ever witnessed mm. uh, a dress code... Um, and sporting etiquette being flouted, where you're quite liberal and you think, like, you know, just get on with it, say la vie. But even you thought, no, hang on. Hang on. I mean, it's like, you know, it's sort of sitting in the Savoy with a pair of flip-flops and a vest. Talking, talking of that, actually, funny enough, there were two fellas doing our windows on the outside. Uh, they needed repairing and painting. And they, oh, yeah. They came along, and I've never seen two builders. One was wearing a suit. <laughs> they was wearing a like builder in a ca- suit? In a suit. Yeah. Casual. And the other one's, like, dressed quite smart, casual. Yeah. I've never seen that before. I said to the wife, they don't look like builders, do they? Oh, yeah. Anyway, they got the job done so far. Okay, well, well are you the builder? That's that's, great. that's that's what your London builders are like. Wearing Andy's way, even the builders wear suits. That's mm. fantastic. Mm. Anyway, let us know with the etiquette or the uh, flouted. So even you are pretty switched on. Thought, now come on, that is pushing yeah, it a yeah. bit. Talksport.com, text eight ten eighty nine tweets T S H and J. That's T S H A N D J. Great news about Jose joining TalkSport. I was very excited. Uh, I just hope he doesn't lose the dressing room after 18 months, start running down Adrian in public. He won't won't do that. Well, if he does do that, we won't know why he's doing it because there'll be things he cannot tell us and maybe he'll never be able to tell us. He's a great signy, though. He's always good value. Well, he's a great pundit. This is the thing. Somebody else was saying that the day. Um, But he is a very good pundit. Whatever he's done telly, he is... uh, Well, he does know what he's talking about. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. You know, I I wasn't particularly happy... 
at the end of his time at the club as a manager, but I'd, I'd never knock him as a pundit. It'll be good value for he us will. during the Euros. Did yeah. you see this, uh, finally, this uh, reader's office? Uh, it's a uh, reader's offer, not a reader's office. I've not seen a reader's <laughs> office. No. It's a knockout coin, a limited edition, a triple world first edition wow. for the WBC heavyweight championship fight between Dillian White and Alexander Povetkin. Uh, the fight saw four and a half exhilarating rounds before the knockout punch when the single glove was raised into the air. Victory had been declared and it belonged to Dillian White. Well, I can't see that that was the fight of the decade. It wasn't even fight of the month, was it? <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Do you think Jose will do a shift in the talk sports show? I hope so. It'd be great. You'd put one of those brown coats on that Arkwright used to wear. Got any O's? Got any handles for forks? That would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, be very hey, Jose good. in the talk sports shop with it. We have that like an Arkwright like till that nearly takes your fingers off. <laughs> Yeah, we're I getting to do a yeah. shift, definitely. Good so idea. So that's all coming. Uh, Les, who's a Bristol City fan, has been in touch talking of uh, etiquette, maybe telling us that something that's so wrong in the world of golf clubs. A few years ago, I played golf at one of the clubs in Bristol. We weren't members, just paid on the day. After our round, we popped into the bar to get some lunch and a drink. As we stood at the bar, waiting to be served, this posh voice bellowed from the distance, Steward, no jeans! Oh, golly. Uh, it turned out it was some old boy going on about us. So the steward came up to him and said, I'm sorry, gents, jeans are not allowed. And they replied, well, we're not wearing jeans. They just happen to be dark trousers. <laughs> so he turned back to the old man and he said, uh, they're not wearing, uh, probably major, they're yeah. not wearing jeans. And the old boy said, well, tell them they're not allowed to wear them next time. What chance have you got? <laughs> no. What no. chance have you got? No wonder they've got no members. Um, anyway, when the etiquette goes too far, we were just wondering today whether you've seen situations where even you, pretty open-minded about uh, whether it's golf club etiquette or, it, or whatever, dress codes, even you thought, now that is pushing it a bit. Talksport.com. Well, you know me in the RAC club. Oh, yes. Oh, tell us, Andy, we, you may have time to... What happened to you at the RAC club? Basically, I was a member of the club for years. Uh, one day I was wearing a corduroy shirt, paisley tie, and an unconstructed Italian shirt a long time ago. Wow, what, very a look, what a look you're putting tremendous. together. I look tremendous, Rocky. honestly, really fashionable. And I got thrown out for not wearing the right clothes, so I resigned my membership from the club. And then about two months later they sold it and everybody got 35 grand each <laughs> and that's a Paul's win back then wasn't it expensive outfit what's 35 grand worth God. what would that have been worth now I reckon about sort of double one, I would say yeah. probably more than that yeah. probably. I, I, I want to make you feel worse about it I'd say almost three figures they got sold out the RAC yeah. just because you turned up looking like Timmy Mallet now, was it a good look? What it was a good look. Yeah. I liked it, but, you know, what can well, you, you do? were a bit of a trendsetter back in I the was day, in those days, yeah. So you can keep those coming, talksport.com, text I still am. I bought, I bought, I read about this new fashion brand. I was reading it in a magazine. Oh, yeah. That this bloke, who's called Boothroyd, he's a sort of minor musician. Boothroyd? Boothroyd or oh, okay. Boothroyd or Boothroyd. Not Boothroyd. No, just Boothroyd. That's his sort of stage name. And he got taken up by a, a company in South Korea, and it became a world fashion brand. Oh. T-shirts with Boothroyd on them. <laughs> so he started his own. So I thought, oh, I'll buy one anyway. So he's not a Boothroyd, he's a Boothroyd. He's a Boothroyd. Yeah. Is he? Well, I don't J. know. It's double O-T-H-R-O-Y-D. Right. So I'm waiting for the T-shirt I can't wait to, to get come. myself one of those Boothroyd <laughs> T-shirts. <laughs> Me too. How much do they cost? About 35 quid. Oh, OK, well. Oh, well, it's not cheap. 35 it's grand. Not, it's not a £660 white T-shirt. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We were chatting yesterday, uh, Andy, hmm. to... Uh, a guy who is uh, taking part in the Captain Tom 100 today, um, Mark, and he is being—he's been training for the event, um, and he's been training with a pheasant. Did you, did you hear that conversation? <laughs> no, I it. What's he doing? Every time he starts running, the pheasant runs out from bush and runs alongside him. That's nice. 
I don't know if our next guest has had a similar experience, <laughs> but uh, he is involved in the Captain Tom 100. It's the former uh, England cricket captain, Mike Gatting. Good afternoon, Gap. Good afternoon, fellas. Yes. So what, what are you going to be doing on, on Captain Tom 100 day? Well, um, I haven't done it for a long, long time, but I've very fortunately got uh, Enfield Cricket Club just across the road from me, mm. and I'm going to try and run 100 singles. I haven't done that for a long time, <laughs> so it'll be quite interesting to see how far I get before I have to stop and have a breather. Because <laughs> <laughs> you weren't known for the quick single, really. You, you've basically bashed it to the boundary, if I remember rightly. No, built for comfort, not speed. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's one of those uh, one of those things. No, I wasn't. Uh, I was quick enough over over, over eighteen yards. That was mm. all we needed. So I was going to say, Kevin Peterson had that thing, didn't he? Yeah, the the red ball run where he mm. would just try and get himself going at the start of an innings, and he'd just go for a mad scrambled single. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I tried to do a, a little less of that <laughs> than he did, but uh, if that's what got him going, everybody has their own way of doing it, so uh, it seemed to work for him okay. Yeah, absolutely. Are you still playing? Because I know that a long time after you retired, you still played and turned out in charity matches and you were excellent. I mean, so no reason for you to have stopped, but are you? I, I have, yes, yes. There does, come a, there does come a time when you do have to stop, Um and uh, I have now stopped, so um, it, it was—it's uh, quite difficult when you look at a bat these days. I'm not sure which end to hold it. <laughs> do, you, do you miss it at all? Not turning out now and again? Did you know what? Um, I, I I didn't because I did play for so long after after I after I retired. And what I needed to do was play with the kids, which I managed to do, and, and really enjoyed that. Um, and then it was time to, to to hang up the boots, and I did. And I've enjoyed watching. Uh, over the last couple of years, uh, some of the young Middlesex lads coming through. So I've been watching a bit of cricket uh, when I can. Um, and it's been fantastic just, just watching them, you know, progress. And, uh, yeah, it's been it's been fun. And the family of uh, Captain Sir Tom Moore are ringing the bell at Lords this weekend, aren't they? Which is a, a nice thing to do. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, a very, very uh, marvellous man. Um, Having, having spoken to him, um, he had some wonderful values in life. Uh, but that's what you expect, I suppose, from somebody who's lived uh, uh, to 100. He was 101 today had he had he uh, mm. made it. Sadly, he didn't. But uh, he, he did something that was just very inspirational. It, it's, it's just amazing, uh, you know, uh, how he did it. He was a great lover of cricket. Um, and just talking to him, just had a very humble man who, who had some very down-to-earth basic values of trying to help people and everybody have a, a better time uh, than he did. And, um, yeah, the, 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 the sort of charity and charities he's working with has been fantastic. Now, I don't know if you were at Lords yesterday, and they had a tryout for the 100. They had uh, two women's teams going head-to-head -to, -head to kind of go through the mechanics of the game and the five ball overs and different things like that. And so generally, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's early days, and I think it proved that the players themselves are still... Still getting used to it. Yeah, look, I didn't see it. We weren't allowed in, um, and the, the, from what I gather, I spoke to one or two people. Uh, the games were very well contested, um, and you know they they, they enjoyed it, um, and it worked well. Um, it will take a bit of time, but you know it's like the T20 when it first started. You know, people, the players themselves are going to take to it, and if they enjoy doing it, then they'll they'll get that enjoyment across. And I think. Uh, It'll be different for a little while, but um, it'll be interesting to see how the players take to it and, and, and how the spectators do as well, obviously. 
You said you enjoyed watching some of the young Middlesex players, and I don't know about you, but I'm really enjoying this county streaming service where every match is on live. I mean, you're obviously not going to watch hours and hours every day, but it's quite nice just to flick on and catch a bit, and I think it's it's probably good for the game, I think. Look, I think that's one of the, 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 the best things that have ever happened. I mean, you know, if there's anything good that's come out of lockdown, this sort of stuff has, because it's it's actually given the county clubs another possible avenue for revenue. Um, but also at the same time gives the the spectators a, a sort of a bird's eye view uh, on, on on YouTube and and, and and the channels that they do it through. So you know it's been it's been a revelation, and I think it's uh, it really has helped a lot of those spectators uh, certainly who, who couldn't watch anything on the grounds last year, um, and it gave them a, a new way of watching it. And I like you, the coverage is very very good. Hmm. Um, and uh, it's it's getting out to everybody, you know. Everybody can watch it. So, you know, there's that sort of extra extra avenue for the young kids who they haven't seen any cricket to, to actually be able to start to watch it, which hmm. is uh, just what we need at this moment in time. And you know, again, from, from Captain Tom's point of view, he loved cricket. He thought cricket was a was a great way of making new friends, learning a few disciplines, um, you know, crossing a few boundaries and. And, and bringing people together from different different sort of cultures, and uh, he was a great believer in that. You know, trying to have some fun, but also learn some disciplines as well. Mm. Um, now, cricket story that got a bit lost amongst all the European Super League stuff was the fact that England have changed a bit of the structure around the selectors. Ed Smith stood down, and uh, you know, Chris Silverwood has a bit more control over what's going on with the coach and stuff. Um, what do you make of that change in the structure? It's quite a departure for, for England, isn't it, really? It is. I think it's like most things. If you look at it, something goes on for, for, for a number of years. People try and freshen it up. Um, you know, who's responsible when, when people pick pick teams? Um, you know, in the past, it's for Australia, for example, the, the, the captains for many years just got given the group of players and said, get on with it. Um, you know, and I suppose... Um, you know, that's changed a bit over there. Um, we've we've sort of, uh, I suppose, picked squads that have gone on tours um, and the coach who's gone out with it really hasn't had, an in- well, had a small input, I'm sure, but the final say has gone with the chairman selectors. Yet when we're at home, possibly, there's a bit more input for the coach. So I, I think it's just a, a refreshing of the system, um, making it a much simpler operation that you know, someone like Chris will have all the same if you like, uh, scouts out there that we report back into him and he will then obviously be the man that's accountable. And it must be, I suppose, in a way, it comes down to accountability in, in some respects. But it's just, a, as I say, a way of, uh, yeah, making somebody more accountable because who is accountable when sometimes the, 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 the selector's picking it and sometimes the coach is picking it or sometimes the captain's picking it. Mm-hmm. I suppose there, there are clearer channels now and clearer accountability. And finally, a story I'm sure you never tire of talking about and probably get reminded oh, yeah. about every day. <laughs> Old good. Trafford 1993, the ball of the century. <laughs> but the good news is, in our eyes, you're off the hook. I don't know if you saw that map. Parkinson ball at Old Trafford uh, a week or so ago in the county oh, champion and it was it was it was identical so all the, all along it was the pitch it wasn't your fault <laughs> <laughs> no I have to say I did watch it with interest um, as you'd expect uh, as did a number of other people I got a few phone calls and that but uh, yeah it was a, a fantastic delivery and um, you know uh, it's uh, one of those lovely uh, sort of things that happen in cricket you're never expecting it and the unexpected happens and um it certainly did for, 
for Matt Parkinson as it did for Shane Warne. I only hope Matt Parkinson can now go on and do what Shane Warne did. That would be fantastic for England cricket. Yeah, absolutely. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Samuel's been in touch. He said, I, I hate to burst your gatling balloon, but they've rotated the square by 90 degrees at Old Trafford. So if Matt Parks in it, the same spot as Warns, it must have turned about 10 yards. <laughs> to be honest, Samuel, Very I think good point. you know <laughs> we were just trying to make him feel a bit better about it. He's haunted by it, of course. <laughs> Reminded of it every day, but yeah, that is a fair point. So, um, we're going to bring you the um, Falls panel in around uh, 10 minutes' time. Motti's going to join us and look ahead of the weekend's football before all of that. In the meantime, Andy, anything you want to share with the class? Well, as well as the great football on the weekend, I'm looking forward to Line of Duty. I know you're not entirely convinced. This no, I, no I've, I've enjoyed it. I just thought last week, mm. last week, I don't know, it, it, it just started to get a bit daft. I still like it and I'll see it through and it's it's. Yeah. better than most things on the box but just started to get a bit daft it's been getting about 11 million viewers yeah. which is fantastic but then Sunday's edition is expected to get 14 million and I thought to myself these extra 3 million people they're not going to know what's going on <laughs> yeah. they're going to be in I trouble just, I watched the last one and worked my way back that's the way it tends it's to work especially good, really. if, I wouldn't do that it's supposed to be a big reveal apparently anyway Mike Ward's going to join us uh, to chat about that a little bit later on and some people say mm. it could be the last one other people not who knows? Who knows? But, uh, that's all coming up. Do you see that um, there's some talk today that ITV uh, are showing a bit of an interest in potentially picking up uh, BT Sports Games? There's been a few rumours oh, suggesting really? that BT uh, yeah, they, maybe they, they may be maybe it. setting off the football arm, and, and that would that, mean Champions League selling, isn't it? and Premier League. Some of it being on terrestrial telly, potentially, again, uh, yeah, well, as it was in the past. It wouldn't hurt. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. I, uh, I noticed this as well, the uh, Daily Star, every year they have a, well, not every year, every year they have a number of these, what I call scare stories. They could be weather scares. They be, but today's one is, killer Asian hornets are blowing in from France. I thought, oh, not the killer Asian hornets They're back. again. They're, They're back every year. And the sharks. Well, I thought they, and the they, jellyfish. They normally come in for Glastonbury. <laughs> they come in for the festival season, killer Asian hornets. 
It's a very good. <laughs> what is the psychology of that in, in a newspaper where they just want to scare the readers so that people go, oh, no, I'm really worried about the killer Asian hornets. Not it gives, you, what could you do about it, really? It, it gives people a chance to sort of just converse over something like that, doesn't it? You're in the pub or whatever, you're in a cab and the cab driver's got his copy on the front seat and he says... See, uh, see, the killer Asian hornets are on their way back up. <laughs> Knew it was only a matter of time. Exactly. So it's just a com- it's a conversation well, starter. Really, we like moaning about the weather <laughs> and the killer Asian hornets. They're the main oh, topics yeah. of conversation That's in true, this yeah. country. You'll find generally the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Time then to cherry pick some quality TV oh, that no yes. doubt you can uh, catch up with um, over the bank holiday weekend. Martin Kellner will guide you through the best of sport on TV this week. Uh, good afternoon, Martin. Very good afternoon to you. I, I wouldn't say entirely cherry picking because one of the programmes <laughs> is uh, Ted Lasso, um, which you may or may not have seen. Our friend uh, Lloyd Griffith is in it, which sort of I, makes me. Now, Martin, well are you going to slag it off? Yeah, I'm going to slag it off. Absolutely, so I, people love it. Though. I've I never like, seen it. Cause I, I haven't got Apple TV, I, but people I really love it. enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I've got to be honest. I found it well, very I'll, entertaining. I, yeah, I won't slag it off too much then. No, it's your personal opinion, of course. But mm. I, 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 I like the performances. It had a kind of good vibe about it. I thought it was some funny ideas and good writing. And you no, know, you're not having it, are you, Martin? I can tell. Not your all. silence not, says it all. <laughs> yes, no, not not from it. I mean, I have to be honest. I I swear off after about 20 minutes of the first episode because oh, okay. um, I thought the setup was a bit uh, you know I'm, it was just a little bit too obvious for me right. and I speak as someone who quite likes Mrs Brown's boys <laughs> so, and in fact I speak as someone who actually paid money to go into the cinema to see Mrs Brown's boys damn movie <laughs> really? I, I looked at what was Blimey. on and I said uh, it was one afternoon I said to them should we go out and see a film um, yeah. this was obviously before lockdown and everything mm. and she said What's on? I said, Well, they've got Mrs. Brown's Boys Damn Movie on. And she said, I've got a lot of housework to do. Yeah. I can't. So you really went on your it. own, did you? I went on my own. I sat in there, I was personally mm. on my own in the cinema, to be honest. Um, and I laughed once. Been a while since you did that, wasn't it, Martin? We used to go along that little place <laughs> oh. in London's busy West End. Oh, your, I love it. In I your love youth. Yep, I've got to defend Brendan O'Carroll. I think he's brilliant. No, I'm not. No, yeah. Martin clearly thinks so. He went and saw so. Dumb yeah. Movie. Mm, I saw that movie. But this afternoon, this week, I've been watching mainly snooker, and it's been magnificent. It's such a great time of the year for the uh, people like me who are semi-retired, sort of housebound during the week. (laughs) And you can watch the snooker on the six former winners in the last eight, or there was six former winners Mm. in the last eight, three uh, former winners in the last four. Semi-finals on at the moment, the one table setup, as they call it, and they all get very excited. They get a bigger chair when it's the one table set up uh, and you know it's exciting for them exciting for me and the great thing is if you are sitting at home sort of snoozing through the uh, through the snooker in the afternoon you don't have to be watching the commercial networks which are full of uh, adverts now for I mean it's obviously the uh, walking baths the pension schemes mm. and the other things they advertise in the afternoon is um, taking out a mortgage not a mortgage like um, 
um, selling a bit of your house. Oh, to, yes. They call it things like age partnership. Mm, yes, yeah. And th- they always say the final line <laughs> is, and the money will not have to be repaid until you pass away or move into long-term care. Uh. Well, I have to tell these firms that the most, for, for those of us mm. who are maybe going to the last couple of furlongs of this race on earth, <laughs> the phrase, until you pass away into, or move into long-term care, mm. does not make us disposed kindly towards them. No. It's the most frightening phrase. You know, you'll get, you'll get to that age, Paul. It's yeah. the most frightening <laughs> phrase you can hear. Until you pass away or move into long-term care. Wow. Yes. And you just sort of say to yourself, well, I hope it's the former rather than the latter. Mm. So, avoided all that, watched the snooker, and a lot of new, new presenters on the snooker, very good. And I think it's always a good idea, <clears> you know, to if you've got new presenters that you're sort of they're not in the mainstream of sports presenting. Uh, Seema Jaswal is one, uh, Radzi Chinyanganya, there's a couple of new presenters that they've got on it. And I always think it's best if you're going to sort of almost like a nursery slope for, mm. for new presenters. <clears throat> Put them on in the afternoon when there's just a few of us uh, sort of semi-retired yeah. senior citizens trying to get a bit of shutter eye and then they can make their mistakes when there's nobody watching. Um, which is brilliant because by the time they've moved into the mainstream they mm. um, they know what they're doing so you be- can i just say i, I used yeah. to work for a, a company that had the coverage of snooker they had the contract to produce when it went independent yeah. from the bbc mm. and i had to answer queries about david vine's cardigan so <laughs> people really? writing were well, you the go between so well, people say that, can you ask david where he got that? so would you yeah. have to go to david vine and ask him where he got it from yes i suppose who I supplied did. his cardigans do you know i can't you? remember at this point oh okay <laughs> it's a long time he didn't ago. retain it then <laughs> So I imagine he got them for free, didn't he? Because he put them on the map. Yeah. I bet he got quite a heavy discount otherwise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would have imagined what a so. what sure a band they were, David Vine's Cardigans. David, <laughs> David Vine's heavy, heavily discounted Cardigans was probably half man, half biscuit song, wasn't it? Really, it, I'm almost sure yeah. it was. Yeah. So you didn't like Ted Lasso. You liked the snooker. What about I the day? Ted Lasso. He prefers Ted Lasso. He prefers to Ted, Ted Lasso. Ted Lowell. Um, yeah. Go on. The day sports stood still. Yeah, this was an odd one. It because it was um, it was executive produced by Ron Howard, who of course. Was on some oh, you're going to say young... Ron Harris for him? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Ron Rose Ed Productions. Yeah, yes. good, it? that's an idea. That's yeah. an idea. No, it was Ron He'd do Howard. the editing, Ron Chopper Harris. <laughs> he would, He'd yeah. be the editor, wouldn't he? Yeah. It was quite. Yeah, anyway, yeah, it's quite violently edited. So anyway, sorry, Martin, on, you carry yes. on. <laughs> no, that's good. You you know, you're, you're on a roll, <laughs> Carry on with it. I wouldn't necessarily open with that. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Um, yeah, no, the day sports stood still, this was Sky Documentary. But I say it was interesting to me because it was Ron Howard mm. uh, who exec produced it. Yeah. It was actually produced by Chris Paul, who, if you're, um, if you're a basketball fan, he's from the Oklahoma City Thunder, the OKC Thunder. But I just thought it was interesting the way sport how how sort of random it was the way sport stopped in America it is it's all about America mm. um, and there's shots of Serena Williams Michael Jordan various uh, Wayne Gretzky when they're illustrating basically the I suppose the subtext of it is just how important sport is I mean it starts with a quote uh, sport can create hope where once there was only despair mm. but it, it all stopped during a match between the Utah G 
Jazz yeah. and the OKC Thunder. The footage and is amazing, isn't it? With the crowd not knowing what's because, going I'm, on. I'm a bit lost. Yeah. Is this because of 9-11? No, no, no. no. This is because well, of COVID. This oh, is COVID. Oh, COVID. It's, it's yeah. basically the way that sport in America wound down. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, 30 for 30 podcasted a series on this, which was very interesting yeah, as well. Yeah. So, yeah, but it, it's, it's, it's quite eerie watching that footage back, isn't it? It's unbelievable, you know, the fact that, well, as you say, it was uh, it was uncertain. We were all uncertain mm. exactly what was going to happen, you know. Um, but there was a full know, crowd in, wasn't there, to watch the there game There was a full crowd. There. Yeah, that's Yeah, right. absolutely. Whereas I think we, we were more organised. I know uh, West Ham was supposed to be playing Wolves on that uh, on that Sunday. Mm. Um, but at least you got, uh, you got a bit of a warning. I think yeah. you got about uh, a day's warning that it was going to be off. But this was, um, you know, this was uh, bizarre, the way people were just sort of wandering around. Nobody knew what was uh, happening. And obviously, uh, it, and the story is um, narrated, or it's the guy, Chris Paul, from the Oklahoma City Thunder who talks about it. But he also says, I miss the fans, he says. I miss the travelling. I miss the card games. <laughs> um, I miss the pre-game warm-ups. And I miss, the fa- I miss being heckled by the fans. So he actually, which is interesting, you know, because we've had the matches here with no crowds and people said how has that affected um, teams how has it affected the games mm. and it was interesting that he was taking that as the motive the fact that he, he would get uh, a lot of hassle from um, from fans of the other team that was a motivating factor for him you know um, which was um, which I thought was interesting you know because you don't think of the, the heckling as being uh, being a motivating factor no uh, and it's, it I covers it covers other it covers all American sports it does it? the all football American and, sports. The, and the college sports and everything and everything yeah okay well and I'll, I'll check does, that out yeah, 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 it's worth checking out. It's on the Sky documentary. It's an HBO uh, sports program, yeah. so uh, definitely worth uh, worth um, checking Martin. out that one. Martin, okay. have you got uh, you got any of the cast of Ted Lasso on your overnight show tonight? Will they be joining you? Well, you know, I've been on programmes with Lloyd Griffith in the past. I know yeah. you've had him on lots of times. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, yes, uh, I mean, Lloyd, to be fair to Lloyd, he doesn't carry the whole premise, does he? He's not Ted Lasso. He, no. he, has a, he mm. plays a reporter in it. He plays a journalist in this, yeah. yeah. He's Jason Sudeikis is, is Ted Lasso. He's great. I love Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. Um, I just thought I'd seen these jokes before. Um, the joke about where they say it's a game of two, it's a game of four quarters, you know, because yeah. he's an American. That's yeah. the, for people who don't know the premise. Do, do you know what? Yeah. I'd I, I give it, uh, you probably won't, but I'd I think mm. maybe you dipped out too early. As it develops mm, and, and right. the character develops and that whole setup develops, it, it, it gets. He's sticking with Ted Hastings. It gets better. He's, he's going, yeah, that's right. He prefers Ted Hastings and Ted Lowe. He's, he's not for yeah. turning, I can tell. He's going to no. go. He'd rather watch uh, Mrs. Brown the movie back again than, than the rest of Ted Lasso, I understand. That. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Let's look ahead to uh, a weekend of non sporting telly. Uh, in the company of Brighton supporting Mike Ward. Good afternoon, Mike. Good afternoon, guys. Yes. Uh, a lot of talk of uh, one of your young starlets heading for yeah. PSG yeah. or or, um, or uh, Dortmund. I know. Ben White. Ben White. Extraordinary. Um, mm. Yeah, what can I say? But, I mean, obviously there was a, you know, a big battle to make sure he, he joined us at the start of the season anyway. So uh, yeah. he's hugely valued. Is, um, that, is that a seagull sound effect you've put it on? It is, yeah. I was just thinking, just as I came on, I thought, <laughs> yeah. wow, they're in good voice. It's yeah. brilliant. It sounds yeah. like I've deliberately put Sussex it on. Sussex by the sea. Throw oh, open the window. But no, it does it all the time. It's really annoying. <laughs> so, mm. tonight, 9.30, mm. uh, the return of this time with uh, Alan Partridge's yeah. his, um, homage to the one show. 
Yeah, unofficially. Yeah, the second series of this. Um, obviously, it's the first. It, you know, he came back to, uh, to the BBC from Sky, Steve Coogan, with with Alan Partridge. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I love the original Alan Partridge series. You know, dating way, way back. I don't think this is the best incarnation of it. I don't think it's the best. You know, version mm-hmm. for all sorts of reasons. It, it feels a little bit as if I didn't really stick with it last time. No, I love okay. North North. Norfolk Digital. Oh yeah, yeah. that yeah. version. I think brilliant. he's funnier when he he's desperate. I mean, when he, there's more edge and more, when he's more desperate and more mm. crass, and it it feels a little bit because the setup here of him having this show, he's you know he's rescued his career to some extent. Um, it feels just a little bit too structured, a bit too contrived. So I mean, I know a lot of people love it, and mm. and, that, and that's fine. But I I think if you really want to see Alan Partridge at his best, you must sort of dig out the older stuff. It's it's a lot funnier, a lot edgier. Yeah, there were some great set pieces in that that last series, weren't there? There's some really kind of big standout moments. But anyway, I I will I will tune in. Um, mm. So uh, tomorrow we yeah. have uh, madness before we was we. This is a is this a series or yeah. a one off? It's a three part series three-part documentary series and it's on amc it's on bt tv on demand and the first episode is free on on youtube which for an awful lot of people will be the first sort of the easiest way to to take a look at it um yeah and it's just it's basically the guys now sitting down and talking at quite some length about their roots in in the literal sense so it's not just going back to the sort of 70s and all the hits etc it's going further back in the 70s if you like before mm. they even came together uh, as the madness we know now, when you know when they became initially the North London Invaders, Suggs wasn't the original lead singer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I think you know. I mean, do you have to be? A, you, you probably have to be a, a, a passionate Madness fan to really enjoy it to the full. It might be a little bit too niche for some, but it is fascinating. It's intriguing because obviously, you know, their their youth is the youth of seventies London, which is a different world in a lot in so many ways. Mm. Um, but it's also nice that through through so many ups and downs and they've had their fallouts over the years, they seem very comfortable in their own skin now and chatting about it, it's 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 it's, it's quite engaging and yeah. quite affectionate. And Suggs is always good on TV. Yeah, actually they're all they're all does, they're, yeah. they're all good value um, when they're interviewed. So I think that should be quite good. Yeah. Um now, um as you say, Mike, outdoors is a new indoors. Very the much great so. garden revolution. Mm, People yes. love a gardening programme. This is tomorrow. Channel 4, 8pm. Yeah, I haven't been able to see this, uh, but it's a new Channel 4 series. So three uh, specialists, an ecological gardener, a craftsman and an, a garden designer getting together to help people to make the most of their outside spaces. I think they should just do this with pubs predominantly because actually those are the outside spaces you, you most want to make the most of. Um, just get a big sort of planet-killing heater is normally the best suggestion, really, isn't it? <laughs> it's not quite the idea, is it, Mike? <laughs> is that not right? Sorry. Probably not, no. <laughs> but, no, that's the, the, you know, it really is basically trying to sort of uh, suggest ways in which you can make the most of your outdoors with barbecues and special seating areas and that kind oh. of thing. I suspect I'll watch it and obviously do as much gardening and yeah. uh, as I usually do. It's great for people without gardens. <laughs> yeah, so yes, Andy absolutely. will be watching. Um, the, the Killing, they're going to rerun this. It's been 10 years since the old original yeah. scam. Andy drama, wasn't it? With that we all used to come out singing the jumpers, didn't we? After every show, it was. But it was. It was I very. Tried it. it was grim. Didn't it? I thought that this. The, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not into the the, the genres as such. But I, I what, thought the, this was good. But well, you know, the, there's a lot of, yes. of Scandi drama things, and but this this was a good one. Well, I this think. was the the, the the one, wasn't it? Yeah, to a lot yeah, of people, yeah. um, from in, in, in so many respects, uh, it's the one that every, you know everybody sort of sees as sort of triggering that 
fascination and obsession even that TV yeah. has then developed. And it's we've seen it manifest itself in in the way a lot of British dramas were subsequently made. It's trying to sort of capture that dark, intense, slightly g- gloomy mood that sort of uh, pervaded this kind of thing. So The Killing is back. Uh, I say back, but it's, they're showing the first three episodes from uh, 9 o'clock Saturday night. Uh, on BBC Four, so that's a th- effectively a three-hour chunk yeah. up till midnight. Well, can we got to do it, me Sunday? Line of Duty, last ah. in this series, possibly the last ever. You would think not. Uh, you know, the BBC aren't going to give it up that easily, and mm. I'm sure they there's enough in the characters to continue. You were saying but... earlier, there's going to be an extra three million viewers expected. They're not going to know what's going on. Yeah, where uh, they're going to come from. Yeah, but, I, I uh, can I can say I can say nothing other than watch it. Oh, so I can say Mike, nothing other than watch oh, it. I've seen it. Huh? Mike has seen, I have seen, seen the yeah. preview. Um, okay, right. But yeah, it's 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 just brilliant. But I'm 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 saying nothing more because I'll probably upset someone if I do yeah. that. Yeah, I just felt a little bit last week. A few things went on that normally I, I don't 30, have. I don't have thirty-minute interview. I don't yeah. have issues with it, but just a couple of things last week. I thought no oh. comment. What yeah, did you but, not like? Anything specific? That you well, can... the, the the kind of Thelma and Louise bit at the top. I thought oh, that I, made no sense. That didn't really make a lot of sense. And uh, you know, uh, there was a few things, a great big sort of chunks of exposition in more yes. than ever in in the in the. And you know, it's not normally like that. But um, anyway, look, I, I'll, I'll I'll forgive it and I'll keep watching it because mm. I like it. But. You know, mm. if you like something, you can be critical of it as well. I think you? that's quite right. Yeah, I yeah. think that's the fair point. That doesn't necessarily mean you're slagging off the whole thing. And so, okay, well, on a Monday, uh, beat the chasers, yes. which I've, I've said. You know, we respect to Brad, who we mm. like. I, I think this is a better format than the chase in it some is. ways. I think yeah. it works as a quiz better than the chase does. It does, yeah. and I think the very fact that they're confident enough to put it back again, sort of strip it across the week, uh, nine o'clock on ITV. Oh, I don't Monday. get the governess, though. Honestly, I was watching. My wife likes Britain's brightest celebrities. I watched it last night. It's good, yeah. quite a good format. But, oh yeah, but I don't. Get, she's just not a sort of person that should be presenting a quiz show. She's she not. She, it's she not her strength, is it? Kind of wooden Anne Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a wood. You've been singing that. There's an article in the Star saying I'm going to show my humour side, my comedy side. You think what comedy? That's her shtick, though. That's it. She's not got a funny bone in her. She's not trying. When she says that, she knows she's not funny, Andy. I think you're reading too much. Really? Anyway, I'll have a word with him, Mike. Okay, we'll catch up with you next week. Have a good weekend. The Hawksby and Jay. Jacob's daily podcast from TalkSport. There we are. We're not with you on Monday, but Max no. Rushton and Charlie Baker will be. And uh, Andy, you'll be joining me on Tuesday. Tuesday, yes. That's right, Andy will be here on Tuesday. So until then, um, have a great uh, bank holiday weekend and we will catch up with you next week. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacob's daily podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.